0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash Trash or Treasure, Treasure, the podcast where I, Kim, and I, Amy, give you spoiler-free recommendations or not for your next romantic read. Saving you time because we all know it's a jungle out there. Is that
1: your new new catchphrase? I don't know. It's a jungle out there.
0: I feel like I have said it twice. Yeah, catchphrase. (laughs) (laughs) So this week... We are... reviewing i was about to say recommending but we don't know we are reviewing what happens in london by julia quinn a who podcast we have favorite. read a lot <laughs> yeah
1: we were like wow we took a lot about julia quinn but then i was like kimberly we read a lot of julia quinn i read quinn.
0: so much Ju- i don't think there's a julia quinn i've ever missed
1: no we've read every julia quinn including the tiny little novellas and the short stories and the true. snippets
0: though she's not the only author we've done that for anne gracie too i would say
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm,
0: Yeah. Okay. So, Amy. (gasps) So excited. This week, you get to do the spoiler-free Goldilocks, not too long, not too short, recap of what happens in London. All
1: right. So, obviously, it's set in London. (laughs) You're up to a terrific start. (laughs) Why, thanks. Two main characters. Filling me
0: with confidence, as always.
1: The two main characters are Lady Olivia Bevelstoke, who is a debutante.
0: They always are.
1: They're always. I bet
0: she's attractive.
1: She's very attractive, but she is also, of course, getting pushed onto the marriage market by her mother, but she also has a brain and she's very intelligent and she's really, really interested in the new like newspapers and politics and, rather than reading, like, fictional scandalous romances like all the ladies of the day were doing.
0: Interestingly, and I will say this, is one of the books? I don't know if it's the first one. This series of books, there are three books in this series, and they heavily feature the gothic novel, the Miss Butterworth that's and it. the, ba- and Mad, the Baron. Mad Baron.
1: This book is the introduction of it, I think.
0: Right, so that's how I was thinking that's the case. So, interestingly, dear readers slash listeners, this year apparently, according to a no online it's web on her thing, website, great, according to her website, Julia Quinn is doing the mad baron as a graphic as novel. a graphic novel Aww.
1: so you'll actually be able to read the full text of the sort of little funny easter egg story that's mentioned in what happens in london part of a comedic subplot so we've got lady olivia she lives next door in london to a guy called sir harry valentine great name it
0: is a great name it's one
1: of our favorite yeah. liquid names thanks yeah. julia harry valentine is essentially a diplomat he's a translator of Russian, he speaks it fluently. He's essentially a linguist, but he works for the war office. It's the Napoleonic Wars, so there's this sense of, like, espionage and, and Britain secrecy. is at war, secrecy, yep. mystery. So And he's
0: a total homebody, doesn't go out, doesn't really appear much, although he is Sir Harry Valentine. He doesn't really appear. He's not interested in society,
1: no. and a big thing is he doesn't drink.
0: Yeah, that's right. I remember because that. Because
1: he has this sort of bad backstory. family backstory. Yeah. So he's like, eh. So Lady Olivia and Sir Harry have never met. And she just sees this guy, her bedroom window faces, only about a meter apart because it's in the middle of London and it's yeah. cramped. This is how it works. His office window. And she sees this guy writing on things, reading things, burning the papers, and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, my God, he must be a spy. So she's... Trying to like watch him secretly from behind her curtains. He meanwhile sees this chick watching him and is like, oh my god, she's a spy.
0: No. (laughs) No, he's not like that. He's like, who is she? What's she doing? He thinks she is. He looks into her. And at first glance, he sees what everybody else sees, which is a diamond of the first water who is going to make a wonderful match and is a perfect society woman and therefore probably has no brains. So he assumes she is a bored. Debutante,
1: but then he gets an instruction from the War Office that she is essentially being pushed by her mother to marry quite um, a
0: high-level Russian, Russian diplomat. Yeah,
1: and he's asked to track her and follow her because they're concerned that. She, as a silly lady, might get herself into waters that are too deep.
0: Something like that. Or, like, he want they want him to keep an eye on the prince, and so kind of inadvertently he's also in her company a lot too. So while- It's kind of that. And she thinks he's a spy, so she's interested in him too.
1: So initially Harry and Olivia don't like each other. They're suspicious of each other. Mm. And then when they do eventually meet... And they
0: also underestimate each other and have the wrong idea of Absolutely. each other in that sense. Harry does
1: do a little bit of provoke. Of her
0: though. 100%. 100%. <laughs> when they eventually do meet, they're like, mm,
1: I still don't like you, but. You know, there's that spark of attraction that there and always that is. and that
0: respect for each other's intelligence. But that, that develops comes across, yeah. But that sort of spend comes time together. I feel like that comes almost before the spark of attraction, or maybe. Well, you'll have to yeah, read it, readers, really, anyway. to
1: find out the order in which that comes. Mm. So there's also like there's, there's sort of like a mystery subplot within yeah. the story yep. that is part of the obstacle between them, and Harry also feels this sense that he has to protect Olivia from this potential, I guess I'm going to call it a diplomatic threat.
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, there's yeah. like an espionage kind of subplot that's fun.
1: But they do grow to – they don't hate each other for the whole story. I think that's important Yeah, to that
0: say. is important to say. That is very it's
1: important not. It's not like a it's not Beatrice an antagonistic, and Benedict, I hate yes, you. Yes. It is only for a period of it, and then they start to develop a friendship. Yeah. Okay, is that enough? Yes, that's right. enough. So, Kimberly, over <gasps> to you. I get to go
0: first. Of course, because I just first. talked for a lot. Would you recommend What Happened in London by Julia Quinn? Yeah, I would. I've read it multiple times, I would mm. say. Interestingly, am I allowed to talk about the part, the fact that it's part of a trilogy? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. So, interestingly, this is the second book in a group of three books. So, the first one deals with uh, Olivia's brother and her best friend.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. And Ni- Nigel, maybe? Whatever. And Miranda. And
0: Miranda. And then the- This book is obviously her book. The first book is
1: called The Secret Diaries of Miss Miranda Cheever,"
0: Correct. And then this one is What Happens in London. Mm -hmm. And then the third book is Ten Things I Love Love About About You. You, And it's about Sebastian Grey, who is Harry Valentine's best friend. Cousin as well.
1: And he is the the reason that Harry sometimes emerges to go into society because Sebastian is the darling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's of also it's also like Harry in this book uses him to get entry to places because oh, yeah. it's like oh he's Sebastian like, will oh, have an I invite. have to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would recommend this book. I've gone back and read it many, many times. I'm less of a fan of, but I will say 10 you, things I love about it. You, you
1: don't need to read the other no. two books to appreciate this one in a sense I and forget this is that
0: it's a part of a trilogy. It sort of stands alone. It does, yeah. The things that I love about this book is the fact that it, it happens that they that them falling in love happens kind of in secret and kind of outside society. So mm. the thing that I always remember about this book and that draws me back to reading it again is are those scenes between the two of them, because their houses are so close together um, and her bedroom window is kind of, like, on the next floor up but directly opposite his ground floor study, they talk a lot about, like, her kind of sitting at the window when they become friends and they can have these chats in private. Mm. So it's it's that <laughs> – it kind of loses that sense of that kind of rigorous rules and structure that – That kind of dictated social interaction in the time. Yeah, and instead they can just have a chat. They he lends her books. He reads to her. She reads to him. She's like, "Oh, you should check this out. It's hilarious." (laughs) Miss
1: Butterworth book I've been reading because someone put it on my. And then
0: is the worst. So it's either
1: set like there's a couple scenes that happen in society, but most of their relationship building happens just through those chats, humorous chats out of the bedroom, the windows, and and that's actually a really fun motif at the end of the book.
0: Yes, I know, but you that's and, a huge spoiler.
1: And drawing rooms.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a very domestic. It is a book, totally a domestic sense. book. It doesn't happen at big balls and that you as really much know. at all. So that's what I really liked. I liked the kind of intimate, small, closed mm. kind of nature of of their story and their friendship. And I always am a sucker for ones that are uh, get to know each other, become really good friends also are in love that's kind of i feel like that's kind of the arc that i buy into most readily that's kind of it that's where i'm at it's kind of just a comfort read it's, it's, it's yeah really, it's a cup
1: of tea read is not it it is
0: a cup of tea read yeah. for me it's a cold afternoon or a log cabin or it's just a comfort mm. reliable read that i do go back to what about you amy well you know engaging in this discussion has made me think you need to go back and read yeah, it. yeah <laughs> it's quite battered Oh, I've got the
1: hard copy on my bookshelf.
0: (laughs) It's really fast. I read it so quickly now. I think it takes
1: me about an hour and a half to Mm. two hours to read. But I I think that's because
0: I've read it so many times. We love
1: it. Mm. I love it. I enjoy the characters. I really enjoy how they, like, get to know each other and get to build their relationship. But I also really like the supporting characters. Me too. It's really, like, every person who appears in this story is fun, and there's a moment in the middle of it involving the Miss Butterworth and the Mad Baron. That when I first read it, actually the first few times, God, I laughed,
0: cackled and cackled. And cackled I cackled. And cackled, cackled, cackled. So That's with Sebastian so
1: much. And is
0: Lady Danbury in this one? No. Is that whose house? Whose house are they at then? Her
1: house, Lady Olivia's parents' house.
0: Hmm. I thought Lady Danbury. Oh, maybe was she is. They the go to the Smythe Party.
1: Smythe musicale.
0: Yeah. Anyway, carry on. It
1: is a really satisfying read, and I and the characters are just delightful, and you don't have those moments sometimes that you do in quick romance novel reads where you're like, ugh, uh.
0: You have to define that. That's just. A I have bunch to, but well, you know, like you're like I don't oh, know. Right. I don't. It's right, okay. a bunch of so grunts. You lost the Nick. grunts.
1: Was like you read it and you're like, oh right, we're at that sort of plot device. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh right, where it's really predictable. Yeah. Oh, it, now it that, needs that thing to be formulaic happens. Formulaic and you know, it's, I think they're all formulaic. But, but I mean, it didn't have that
1: sort of like like the obstacle between them wasn't what I would call a typical
0: obstacle yeah, like there wasn't enough. a
1: deep dark backstory
0: it wasn't angsty I, that, yeah. that is what yeah, i would maybe take that's what yeah, i'm trying to say it wasn't it's not a case of i need to change who i am as a person or overcome a prejudice or grow in some way or deal with my dark past so that i can learn to love again there was nothing angsty this book is without angst even though harry valentine does have a pretty tragic family life i feel he's dealt with it he's come to terms he's with totally come to terms with it before he's met her it's told in a matter of fact way, but
1: he has he, he has a sort of family like he's not alone in the world, he's his younger brother. Yeah. He's yeah, a yeah. supporting character. Yeah. So um
0: And I guess there's some kind of angstiness around the younger brother.
1: But it's small.
0: Yeah, totally small.
1: And it's resolved. Yeah. So I would absolutely recommend this book if you're like <sighs> I just want a really enjoyable Sunday afternoon read. Yeah. Curled up on the sofa. Into the book and the world and then out of the world without needing to go, oh, my God, I need to pick up the next thing to find out what happens next.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is a really nice standalone in that sense.
1: And, you know, not a surprise to say that we do treasure this because I said it's a very battered (laughs) paperback on our our collaborative shelf, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it is for sure. Yeah, (laughs) definitely a treasure. And actually it's funny because of the three of them, in this series I have gone back and read this one many 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 times we own all so three we do own all three but
1: this is the one that we is battered and the one that we then bought digitally as yep. well to, because to we come read back to it trackling. so much. Yeah. yeah it's a, a well treasured book that we would heartily
0: recommend absolutely okay and that is all we have for you I think that's enough yeah and join us next time for some more trash or treasure and until then